You are listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help bump us up in the podcast platforms. Additionally, make sure you share it with your friends. In this podcast, we're going to hear a Sunday morning message. We heard it several times in our songs this morning how important it is to be thankful, how important it is to be grateful, how important it is to say he is good and he is great and to have that heart. And I believe that's where belief starts and recognizing how good God is and how great God is and being thankful for those blessings and for those promises that never change, that never change. Thank you, band. Uh, Thank you, volunteers. We've had a, you guys can be seated. We've had an interesting uh, week as we often do this week. Um, I've done everything from drive a dump truck to inflate uh, inflatable bounce house to anything that just needed done this week. Um, Pastor Robert is not here, but he's doing well. I've passed him a couple times. He's out mowing grass or he's in his vehicle or whatever. And so from a safe distance, I've been able to talk to him and, and he's been doing well. Um, if you didn't know, he was lucky enough to test positive for COVID again. Um, kind of feels like he doesn't understand or know why he's positive for COVID. He just feels like he has a cold, but he also understands um, he does not want anyone else to contract that, obviously. Um, And that's just something that we all deal with in this season of COVID, but know that Pastor Robert is doing well, and um, he's watching on the live stream today, and he wishes that he could be here, and he will be back soon. Workday is October the 23rd. If you've not signed up, Um, I know we have a lot of people signed up, but we need a lot of volunteers. There's a lot of building here. There's a lot of outdoor spaces and sidewalks that need cleaned um, and different things. So if you haven't signed up, please do that today. If you can't tell by my wannabe lumberjack outfit, today is Fall Fest. So you passed the dump trucks. You passed the, uh, did the pumpkin make it out to the road? I forgot about that. There was no VW bug out at the road. No, ah. Well, it would have been awesome if it was. <laughs> it's an orange, orange Volkswagen. You'll see it later today. And it had a little stem put on top of it. Um, if you see Rick Glaspell, thank him for the uh, creativity with his Volkswagen. Um, today's message is called Fear Not, or Faith Over Fear. I couldn't really decide on one, but those, those are my two thoughts Fear not, faith over fear. So we've heard that a lot. This is going to be this motivational message where I get you all jacked up, and by the time we run out of here, we're ready to just take on the world. That's what I wanted it to be. That's what I tried to make it be, honestly. On my own power, that's what I tried to make it be. I had all this stuff going, and yesterday, I think, I don't know if Pastor Robert saw my truck, but he prayed, or he called, called me. I was in my office. I was literally laying face, face down on my floor praying that God would give me what word he wanted you to receive. Because every time I came up with these things, they just fell flat. They didn't seem, I don't know if genuine is the right word, but they didn't seem to fit in his spirit. So I've been teaching the youth, and Janessa has been teaching the last couple of weeks about prayer and the Holy Spirit. And within those guidelines of prayer into the Holy Spirit, when he gives us something, it doesn't matter if it's shouted, it doesn't matter if it's whispered, but when he gives it, it ministers. And so that's what I'm praying for. My phone buzzes. I was like, whoever that is that can wait. I get up, I look, and it was Pastor Robert. I said, well, I might want to give him a call. You never know what's going on. And so I call him and he said, hey, I'm praying for you tomorrow. I pray that God will give you the word that he wants you to receive that you'll share with the people. So that happened just like that. So I believe 
This is that word. I believe this is that word. Um, I'll be a little bit close to my notes this week. As I mentioned, it's been one of those weeks. Um, but, but just give me a little grace on that. I was watching a video of something unrelated. I spend a lot of time on YouTube, and I came across a video from Natalie Grant. If you don't know who she is, she's a Christian like CCM singer. And I didn't realize this, but she had battled thyroid cancer. And as a professional singer, a fear that she had that she would lose all or most of her voice. Right? So I was like, well, I mean, Danielle just battled thyroid cancer recently. I'm going to watch this video and see what she has to say. And in that, it, it got me thinking about the way Danielle must feel with each one of these struggles. And then we had the awesome opportunity to go back to the ER this week as Danielle had an emergency appendectomy. Dr. Dino, is that pronounced correctly? Appendectomy, is that right? They take your appendix. And we were looking at each other like, why are we back here? Why are we here for something so random, so crazy, not cancer related? Why are we here? Raise your hand if you've ever looked at your friend or even your God or yourself and said, how in the world am I in this situation? Like, why am I here? Anyone ever thought that? I would say probably most of us at some time or another. And here's how it works in our flesh. We, we want to ask God, hey, God, this is what I want. I don't want to deal with any of this. I want to have this much money. I want to have this job. I want to go to this place. I want to go to vacation here. And then I want you to grant that wish. And then when that happens, I'll know that you are good. We have a tendency to do that. But that's not what God does. That's what a genie does, right? We come up with our wish, then God grants it. That's a genie God that doesn't exist. What often happens as he gives us the knowledge of how to work through our circumstances and through our situations. I'm looking at Rusty nodding his head. He's been around a few days, has some wisdom, been through some circumstances, been through some situations, right? Do you always get to pick those? No. But when he shows up and he gives you the understanding to walk through that and you know that he's with you, it's a different ballgame, right? And I've seen you do that time and time again, so thank you for your, um, what's that word? When someone does something good and you recognize it? Example. Thank you for your example. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. But, but the problem is when we don't have that knowledge and we trust that God who doesn't exist and then we're let down by the God who never claimed to do the things we wanted him to do, we walk away from a relationship from a God we never knew. And we say he let us down, when yet we never knew him. So that's what I wanna to do today. I wanna to dive into his word, into that relationship, that intersection between him and us, right? He says he's the vine and we are the branches. So that point at which we meet is of utmost importance. I have a barn, I don't know how high it is. It's a pretty high barn. And I don't go around behind it often because I don't weed eat back there because no one can see it. But I went back there last week and there's a vine growing like out and up and it's spreading out from one side to the other. And it it's all starts at this little cluster down here. I don't know what kind it is, but it's, it's crazy how this thing's spread out. But I went and clipped it and two days later, you look up there now and it's just as brown as can be and it's falling off in pieces because it's not attached to the vine. It doesn't matter how much he thinks he's still a vine or how much he thinks he's going to get water. He's not because he's 
clipped off from the vine. And that's exactly what the word says about us when we're not attached to that vine. So it's important that we are attached to that vine. But one of those things that shows up in scripture often are the words fear not. When I say often, I mean a lot. I had heard in that video that it was like 365 times, one for each day of the year, and I was like, that'd be great if that's true, and I researched it, and in some circumstances, it seems like there's less. Sometimes it seems like there's way more. Just know this, it's in there enough that it's very, very important for us to fear not. It's very important. So if we want to avoid fear, we have to know what fear is. And this is what fear is. It's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or a threat. That's what fear is. What is fear? It's an emotion. What's an emotion? A natural instinct of state of mind derived from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. So your fear can come from your emotion of your feeling of what happened around you, and it might be accurate, and it might not, because it's a feeling. It's an emotion. And feelings are real, but they're not always right. But today, in 2021, it seems like we want to follow our feelings more than we want to follow truth or what's right. And that's not what this message is, but that's just true. That's today. That's where we're at. And it's getting us in trouble, and it's getting us in more and more trouble because we want to just say how we feel. But you know what happens when you feel a certain way, you feel a certain way, you feel a certain way, and you feel a certain way, and they don't line up with truth? These people over here arguing, these people are arguing, these people are arguing, and these people are arguing. There's someone in there saying, why can't we all just get along? Most of us are fearful because they're all starting to fight, and then it's chaos, and no one wants to be around it. And that makes my chest just talking about it because it's exactly what's happening today. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and heard something, and you're, you're like half awake, half asleep, but in your brain, like it becomes something that it's not? I know, I remember one time Danielle calls me, she's like, I hear these little kids on our back porch. They get these little voices and, and they're running around. And I was like, any chance they're raccoons? She's like, I have no idea. I was like, I think they're raccoons. <laughs> that happens sometimes. And, and, and I can do that. I can have that fear. But the problem is when you wake up from a dream, you think it's real for a minute. I so said, you're like, yeah. You ever been mad at your husband over a dream you had? She said, yeah, I didn't figure she would answer that. <laughs> but literally, Danielle's been actually upset with me for something that never even, I do enough dumb stuff on my own that I don't need her dreams messing up my good life, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from. Um, but we have different responses to different things. And we experience different emotion, emotions based on things around us. So we're going to do a little test. I'll say something and um, see how it makes you feel. Nuclear war. Scared, yeah. And some of us know a little bit more about that. 20 years ago, it was something I heard a lot. When I was a kid, I heard a radio broadcast that was fake. I didn't know it was fake. I hid in the basement. I was like putting tinfoil around the corner. I was trying to save myself. But that was one of my big fears as a kid was nuclear war. Um, I don't know. A nice peaceful walk in the evening on the beach, picking up seashells with only your family and friends in sight in your nice little beach house. <laughs> when we go on, it feels a little bit better. Picking up an item on your desk and there's a big hairy spider this big with huge fangs staring at you and legs everywhere. 
That's literally just something happened this week. Christy, someone put a spider on her desk under one of her papers. I don't know who would have done that. Um, your children listening well and getting along. Now that would bring joy to anyone if it ever happened. Uh, here's one. Being at a friend's river house, this is also something that happened. Looking down from the dock and screaming, where's Lorelai? And this is like five minutes after anyone's thought about where Lorelai is. And we're looking under the deck, under the dock. We're thinking she's gone. And she comes out of the house. She's like, I was in the bathroom. What's everyone worried about? But that <laughs> strikes fear in our heart. Um, Tuesday, I had an emotional overload. I didn't lose it. But, like, I've, I've not experienced this many emotions often. So Danielle had her appendix out and coming home from that. She now can't drive. Her mom fell. Her knee's black and blue from top to bottom. My mom's got a torn meniscus. She can't drive. And I'm like, how am I going to get this kid to this game and get back and get there? So I'm over at Newsom Soccer Field. Bear's got a game at 6. River has a game in Shinston at 6.30. Drop him. My dad's going to go there. I'm going back to the field. There's sirens everywhere. There's Boy Scouts running. There's, I can tell something crazy in town's going on. I get to the game like two minutes late, so I'm just feeling kind of tight. I find out it's my friend's son that had collided with a car on a bike and broke his leg. And now I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, all this is going on. I get a call from Danielle. She says, stay on the phone with me. Remember, she just had her appendix out. I'm down by the chicken coop. There's two blue ticks running around. And if they attack me, I want someone to know. And I'm like, I'm coaching baseball right now. There's an ambulance up there. I was like, I'm about to have a heart attack. And then there's, <laughs> we're playing a good team. There's a kid on first. There's a kid on second. The kid hits the ball hard, and it's coming right at our shortstop, who just happens to have the same last name as me, River. And the ball, half the time I throw him the ball, he catches it. Half the time it catches him. But I'm like, oh, please, Lord, don't let him hit him in the face and let Danielle get torn up by a blue tick right now. He catches the ball. He catches the ball. The kid's running from second to third. He tags him out. The kid's almost to second. He runs the first, gets him out, unassisted triple play. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm so elated. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I put all that together to, to just make us realize that sometimes we don't know what life's going to throw at us. Have you ever seen that to be true? I'm looking at John. Last, wasn't it last year he had the run in with the bull? The bull's no longer with us. John is. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I just said that. Have you ever heard the term, keep your cool? Yep. I, I researched this a little bit. They say like in the 60s, I was not around, but they say on the production line, it was a big deal for a worker to be cool. I'm looking at Coach Toth. You want your players to have a level of cool right? Not cool like they have nice sunglasses and girls think they're cute. Cool like they can just maintain a baseline of emotion because when they're too high or they're too low, things get disrupted. And that was the same thing in the productions. Keep your cool means be productive. Don't be too high. Don't be too low. Keep your cool. So how do we do that in the midst of all this going on in 2021? That is where I look to scripture, where I look to God. It's easy to become overwhelmed, right? I'm looking at every single person, every single family. I can think of something overwhelming that's come your way recently. So here's the truth 
You guys have your pencils ready or your notes on your iPhone? There's two words. It's pretty hard to understand that God gives us. Fear not. That's the easy part. To hear it and to know it and to write it down. But how do we understand it? I think God knows sometimes we're simple. I think the last time I shared up here, it says the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Fear not. For I am what? Say it one more time. Fear not for I am with you. That's the intersection. The point to where we're connected to the vine. That's where fear leaves. So if you say in this last year with all this craziness that's going on, I've seen fear more than I've seen God. Go back to that point of intersection and look at how you've drawn near to God. And how do you do that? How do you move forward in fear? Because that is what's important. We're all going to sense fear, whether it's in the middle of the night, in our dream, driving to our kids' game. We're all going to experience fear. But when it stops us, that's when the enemy wins. We're all going to experience fear, but when it stops us, that is where the enemy wins. Faith is how our Father sends us. Listen to this. Faith is how our Father sends us. Fear is how the enemy stops us. Right? So the enemy speaks to you through the language of fear. So when you say, I, I got this weird feeling, I don't want to be around Christian people, I don't want to be around church, I don't want to be around any of those things, because I just don't want to even think about it. That is not the Father speaking to you, that's the enemy stopping you. And, and I'm not talking about coming to this church and any of that stuff, I'm talking about opening your Bible in your quiet time to talk to God. It can be hard sometimes. I'm a pastor. It's literally what I do. And it can be hard sometimes when the circumstances around us are challenging. John 16.33 says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So if someone has told you if you're a good enough Christian or if you have enough faith that you won't experience trouble in this world or you won't experience sickness in this world, they're wrong. The Bible is very clear. I can show you many instances. Look me up this week. We'll sit down. I will show you that God is very clear with that. I'll be transparent with you. Every single one of the disciples, Jesus' chosen ones, suffered, were killed, were exiled, because of their faith in Jesus. But how surprising should that be when Jesus was murdered because of his faithfulness to his father? But we say that's not the God I serve. He wouldn't let me be sick. He wouldn't let people be mad at me or angry at me or try to kill me for serving him. We gotta get that right. We gotta know what his word says. What about Isaiah? Isaiah was a prophet. Some regarded as one of the greatest prophets or the greatest prophet. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you once again. He's with us. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. Isaiah was popular. People liked him. He had things to say. He could foretell the future until 
what he said warned them of their destruction for following themselves. Then Isaiah wasn't popular. Then Isaiah was persecuted for his faith. He talked about Jesus six, seven hundred years before he was even here. And people still knew because of their father, the devil, how to hate what was true, how to hate what was good, how to follow themselves, their own lusts, so they could feel good. But it leads to destruction. And Isaiah knew that, and he told the truth. When fear knocks at your door, if you're taking notes, when fear knocks at your door, send faith to answer, and no one will be there. When fear knocks at your door, send faith to answer, and no one will be there. That sounds very easy. I can do that. But it's not always. It's not always. This helped me to know that fear is a demonic spirit. Simply meaning, untrue, irrational, unfounded fear is not from God. Now, to fear God, to have a healthy respect, that's a different kind of fear. If I'm standing on the edge of a 20,000-foot cliff, I wouldn't do this or lean out. Like, because I have a healthy fear. Like, I've seen Scotty fall face first off the stage. It, you can live through that. Now, that was the other building, wasn't it? You, you, can, see, you can live through that. I've fallen off the stage. It, it happens. But I wouldn't do that on the edge of a cliff because I have a healthy respect for what would happen if I fell. That's a good kind of fear. But untrue, irrational, unfounded fear is designed to stop you where you're at and to keep you from moving forward. We all have a story. We all have a past before Christ. What the enemy likes to do through fear, remind us of that. To tell us that we're still that. You've heard this before, but the enemy knows our name, but he calls us by our sin. Our father knows our sin, but he chooses to call us by our name. Right? So when you, for you younger people in your early 20s, you think, well, how could I minister to that person just three years ago? I was drinking with them or I was sleeping with them or I was running around with them or doing whatever. We have to know that that's not who we are, right? That might be what we did, but that's not who we are. And God knows that and he understands that. So if you have a friend that's telling you that is who you are, know that they're listening to their father who's not the same as your father. You don't have to be mad at them. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to blast them on social media. But you can't walk arm in arm with them. What about this? Lazarus. When he died. And these were Jesus' close people. They were fearful because he was dead. And they wondered why Jesus didn't show up. Why he didn't change the situation. They knew that he could have. Why didn't he? Do we ever find ourselves in that position? Like Lazarus and his friends? Shortest, shortest verse in the Bible around that situation is what? Jesus wept. It doesn't tell us 100% like Jesus wept and here's why. But we can look at that and we can, we can wonder, like, what was it? I think that's why it's in there like that, for us to lean in a little bit closer and to look. 
Was it the fact that they knew that he could do it and they doubted him that caused them to weep? Was it the fact that he knew what he was going to have to do to save all of humanity that caused them to weep? I don't know, but I do know when we don't have faith in Jesus eternally that it pains him because it's not his will that any of us would perish. So when we remain in him, it brings him joy. When we separate from him, it pains him. So in that pivotal moment that I think a lot of us find ourselves in right now, it is so important to remain in him, with him. When we live our lives in a fearful distrust, it pains the heart of God. Fear is no small subject in the word of God. It's from Genesis to Revelation, Abraham to John on the Isle of Patmos. We hear the command given, fear not. The command was given to Israel, it was given to Moses, it was given to David, who ran from Saul and lived in caves before he became king. The command was given to Daniel before he went into the lion's den. The command was given to, by an angel to Mary before she gave the birth of Jesus. The command was given to Paul, who'd been on a ship for 14 days and seemed like all was lost. The angel of the Lord appeared and said, fear not. Deuteronomy 31.6 says this, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. We all have the feeling of fear, but if God is with us, it will not stop us. Once again, with you, with you, with you. God will not leave us. So what happens when we find ourselves away from God? We understand and we recognize that we've left him. Think about that. Satan wants us to shrink back in fear. God wants us to live boldly and move forward. To that person who has failed in the past, maybe with drugs, maybe with lust, maybe with alcohol, maybe with pride, God wants you to move forward. I'm, I'm thinking about where I'm standing right now. I'm thinking about Pastor Robert at home right now. And I don't think this would be news to anyone with his strokes, with everything that's going on in his life. Do you ever think for a second that the enemy tries to speak to Pastor Robert? Do you think he wants him to think he's not healthy enough? Do you think he wants him to think he's not young enough? Do you think he wants him to think he's not influential enough? Do you pray for him? I know you do. I was thinking about him last night. I was, I was praying for him last night. For my, mm. so I'm just, I'm just going to read what I wrote. I said, the enemy is speaking to you right now. You aren't enough. The enemy wants you to hear that you aren't healthy enough, you aren't strong enough, and you aren't young enough to make a difference in this world for him anymore. That isn't true, and it's a lot from the pit of hell. I don't know his exact plan for you, but he does. His plans are good. They prosper us. They are eternally good 
for us. They aren't meant to harm us. He won't leave you. You must meditate on him and remain in him. To my wife, God is with you. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. He still holds you with his mighty right hand. He still brings forth goodness in your life. He still receives glory from your life every single day. For as long as you walk this planet as a teacher, as a youth leader, as a parent, as my wife, he has a plan for your life. Every hard thing you go through makes you a little bit stronger. Makes me a little bit stronger. It encourages someone a little bit more. Every time you remain in him and he remains in you, God gets more glory. And when your time is done and you don't have to struggle anymore on this earth, no more chemo, no more radiation, no more worried about the next scan, you'll live eternally free with him in paradise. And if you beat me there, I'll be here doing his will. And if I beat you there, you'll be here doing his will. That, that point of being with him yesterday helped me. I didn't want to come to that point. I wanted to avoid it. But it helped me. So how do we know if we're beating fear? Are we walking in power? And love. That's what God said. That's what Paul said to Timothy. He said, for the spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. That means to have a sound mind, to have self-control. To not be too high and to not be too low. That's how we know if we're beating fear. If we have power, love, and self-discipline. If we really know who the Lord is, and I mean really know who the Lord is, because in 2021, you got to really know who the Lord is. And I think that's a good thing. I do. I think in 2010, it was like the church is still good of what we think the church is supposed to be in America. We can just do whatever we want. We can say it's whatever we want. And we can convince people that that's true. I believe in 2021, we got to really know who the Lord is to receive that power. But I received that, I believe that power is the only power that ever existed and that ever mattered. Right? It says I still got battery. So, are you texting in church and messing up my microphone? So, I don't know. But that power is the only power that ever mattered. 1 John 4, 18 says this, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. 
1 John 4.19 says this, we love because he first loved us. Carrie, if you would, come to the piano. She's already, see, she knew. She knew. That's how we know if we're doing it. We, you know, WWJD bracelets aren't as cool as they used to be, but that's how we know. If we're living in perfect love, we'll be doing what Jesus does, and we'll be becoming light to be light for others. We love because he first loved us. That's God's destiny, and that's God's plan for each of us, that we love others the way he loves us. And when we stop to think about how that is, it's not a hateful love. It's not a love that keeps record of wrongs. It's a love that goes above and beyond what would be ordinary to reach us. So don't let fear stop you from reaching others. Who wants to stop you? Fear. Who speaks the language of fear? The enemy. Where do we see fear? Where do we see fear? Around us. Where do we see faith? With us. This is what I mean by that. Isaiah 41.10 in the AMP version says this, Fear not, there's nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and remain with you. My victorious right hand of righteous, rightness and justice. Where else do we see this picture in scripture in the book of Matthew? Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. Jesus says, Peter, come, and Peter says, yes, and Peter walks on the water. Then Peter saw the wind. He was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, and he caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? We have to fix our eyes on him. When things with our health comes our way, we have to fix our eyes on him. When things in our mind comes our way, we have to fix our eyes on him. When things in our job comes our way, we have to fix our eyes on him and we have to meditate. Do you know how many times it talks about studying and memorizing and learning in the Bible? Just a few. Do you, do you know how many times it talks about meditating, which means to literally remain with him no matter where you go? Many times. I'm looking at Robbie and Alicia back there. We got to meditate. We got to remain with him. And you guys know that. That's why you're sitting where you're sitting. But it's not always easy. I feel like there's some of us here, myself included, that need to just say, I recognize the importance of remaining with God and casting out fear, allowing him to cast out fear in my life. And I want to do that today. I wanna start that moment with him today. Is there anybody here with everyone looking around that would say, Pastor Michael, what you're saying 
is where I'm at and I need to remain in him and I need to meditate on him and I want fear to be removed from my life. Is there anyone here that would say that? If you would, just raise, wow, you guys raise your hands before you even said it. Some of you raised two hands. That would be me if I went and dropped the microphone. If you would, bow your heads and close your eyes. And we close. To remain in him, we first must know him. And I don't mean know about him. I mean really know him. I mean really give him access to our heart to our life and to everything that we are. We have to make that decision. He's made that available to all of us through what his son Jesus did on the cross so that we could have that relationship with him, so that we could walk through the hard times on this earth and so that we could walk with him in glory and blessing for all eternity in heaven. Is there one person in here with everyone's head down and everyone's eyes closed that would say, Pastor Micah, I need to start that relationship today. Today, I need to start that relationship with him. If that's you, would you just raise your hand so I could see, so I could be praying for you? Is there one in here who says, I need to start a relationship with Jesus Christ today? Awesome. Is there another? Ushers, if you would, help me to find those people. Those that have accepted Christ, if you would, stop by the welcome desk today. There's a welcome card we want you to fill out. Pastor Robert will give you a call tomorrow and talk to you. We want you to be discipled. We want you to be in a group. We want you to know more and more about who God is and how he loves us. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your strength, God. We thank you for your perfect love in our hearts and in our lives, God. We thank you for who you are. God, we fix our eyes on you. The anchor. God, we know that no matter what we come against, no matter what we walk up to, that God, we can walk through it with you, with us. God, we love you. Amen. I want to draw attention to something in the room, that peace that comes from the Holy Spirit, that feeling that you just know that you're held, you just know that you're loved, you just know that you're cared for, but you feel like it wears off when we're not here, when we're not together, when we're not meditating on him it's not a thing that happens once a week that's where we need to grow that's where we need to push through when it's hard when it doesn't feel natural to open his word or even when we start to read and i didn't want to hear that so we shut it and we go watch tv peace is always the result of communion with god i want you to take that word with you today Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 